0: Hello. We want to welcome you to Riders Retreat. The date is Saturday, August 10, 2019. And without further ado, I want to turn you over to our wonderful hostess, Deborah Kendrick.
1: All right. So, um, Anne, we have been really looking forward to having you here. And I know that a couple people... All right, before we do anything else, whoever has your talking whatever talking, please mute yourself unless your name is Ann (laughs) Ciappetta. Okay. Uh, But at any rate, um, two people who are usually here um, are not for very good reasons. One is, and they're both writers, Ann Parsons, who um, had weekend company, and Mary Highland, who had a can't-miss concert to go to with friends. So Um, but I know they'll be looking forward to the recording. Um, okay. So, um, as most of you probably already know, Annie Chapetta. am I saying your name right before I say another? Yeah. Okay. And I'll explain why I question that in a moment. Um, I, I think you're familiar with her because she is an, um, on the writer's party line list and possibly on the writer's retreat list as well. I'm not sure that. And so we we see her good news here and there about having gotten a book recorded with Audible and a book on Bard and about her blog and her Facebook. And people have talked before about wanting to hear from someone who utilizes social media. And Annie came to mind right away for me because... um, I think it is so uh, commendable and wise to have a lot of information at the bottom of every email message that goes out as she does. So um, I think how I want to proceed initially is I have a number of questions, uh, and I think we'll just sort of conduct this as sort of an informal interview and see where it goes and then i'll open it to the rest of you um so first of all just so we can hear her lovely voice annie chapata welcome
2: thank you thank you very much uh, oh by the way i am a writer's retreat um uh subscriber now i wasn't for a while but i have resubscribed
1: Oh, good. Yeah, we kind of whipped the list into shape. We were overrun with messages that were irrelevant, but we kind of got that worked out. So now it's low traffic, and, and I think it's much, yeah. much nicer. So, um, yeah, okay. So I know from talking to you and reading some of your writings, you know, I know some things about you. I know that you had retinitis pigmentosa, and um, that you're a family therapist, and that you've published a few books, and that you have a blog and Facebook page, but I'm going to ask you some things just, which I hope will kind of build a little miniature biography here as we go along. So, first of all, what everybody wants to know about every writer is, when did you decide you wanted to be a writer, and when did you start writing?
2: Oh, uh, I started writing when i was when i was little and i i think i've always wanted to be a writer i was always you know reading you know when i was when i was growing up i was sighted, so i was very much into uh, into just reading stories and and um all the illustrations and i was kind of torn between being a writer and an artist uh, but then after i lost most of my vision in my 20s the writing became my primary mode of creativity and expression, and that's when I knew I wanted to, to pursue being, be, well, primarily being, being a poet and then also also writing. So it wasn't until I lost my vision that I, it finally propelled me into something that was, um, that was meaningful to me in terms of um, my artistic, uh, uh, you know, goals.
1: So you have a Facebook page and you have a blog. Give us the the timeline on those, which came first. And and maybe if there's a story to it, what prompted you to do one or both of those things?
2: Sure. Uh, The blog came first, (laughs) chicken or the egg. Um, The blog came (laughs) first (laughs) and the Facebook page came way afterwards. Um, The blog started years ago, mostly because... I wanted a way for other people to read what I wrote and, and it not, you know, and it not so much anonymously, but I wanted, I wanted to put it out there and then just give people the choice to either read it or not read it. Um, I was tired of badgering my family and my friends for, you know, to say, Hey, read this, or what do you think? Or that kind of stuff. Um, because I didn't really get a lot of positive uh, reinforcement, not because my family or my friends didn't want to, it's just that they weren't writers, um, okay. pretty much. So, <laughs> um, and prior to the blog, actually, I was a member of what they call an um, an email writers critique group. Uh, and we would... Um, we would send each other copies of our critiques and our new writing. Then someone would put them all together and staple them into a magazine or what we call the zine. And then they would snail mail it back to everybody else. And we would read each other's work. And then the, the following month we would type up everything, print copies and do it all over again. So it was like a round robin. And I did that for years and I got a lot of wonderful feedback that way from other writers and just by chance one of the writers was also uh into the web and he helped me start my first blog so uh so that's where the blog came from
1: (laughs) so so when was that do you
2: do you remember that was in 19 probably 1998
1: holy smoke black was 1999 yeah Wow, yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah. how how often do you post?
2: I post probably not as much as I should. Uh, about twice a month. Okay. I try to do at least once a month, and something substantial, yeah. something that's noteworthy, or a new piece of writing, or something that you know, like a promote, promoting myself on up for an interview or a podcast. Uh, something that's substantial that people go, oh, that's what Anne's doing. (laughs)
1: Right. right. And then what about the Facebook page? When and how did that come
2: about? Facebook came, let's see, probably about six years ago. uh, And mostly because it was so frustrating at first to interact with Facebook as an assistive technology and screen reader user it was it was very frustrating and so i didn't engage until it became much easier and i would say about six or seven years ago um uh advent of the mobile phone and that kind of stuff and and just networking and people telling me well if you do this it'll be easier if you do that uh so i was able to um you know to, to, i still use Incidentally, I still use the same um, uh, set of standards, you know, and, and tools that I that then that I use now. I still use the Facebook mobile site, which is m.facebook.com, and I try not to interface uh, too much with the standard uh, Facebook app because it's just way too intricate and. Confusing and takes too much time to get through all the links. So, so that's how I use Facebook.
1: You now are you um, you're sufficiently blind that you're using screen reader voice. You're using speech technology, not Zoom text or magnification, right? I mean, Correct. I get the impression you don't see much, you don't see much a diddly squat, as I like to say. No. Um, <laughs> maybe a little more diddly squat than I do, but not enough to write home about. Um, <laughs> so, um, but do you typically post on the computer or through the iPhone app or both? Do you have any? I mean, you said you use the mobile site. Okay. But do you have any other? Um, suggestions for us as far as how you
2: logistically get well, that. Okay.
0: Done.
2: Yeah. Um, on my computer, I use HTTP colon black, black colon slash slash M dot Facebook.com. And that gives you the mobile site on your computer. Okay. And I use internet Explorer because internet Explorer seems to be, uh, still stable, uh, with, uh, With the mobile site, I mean, you can use Google Chrome, but Google Chrome seems to be a little less agile than, um, than internet Explorer is with the m.facebook.com site. And uh, so for for anything that I want to post that is, that is involved with posting, you know, a photograph or a book cover or anything that has to do with uploading any kind of files onto Facebook, I will do it from my computer, uh, but I will also use my mobile phone with my Facebook app. Uh, particularly if I have a photograph that's already in in my um, in my uh, in my photos on my phone, then it's it's it'll be easy because you you can you can um, identify your <laughs> photograph from your phone if you know what it is, and you could just Tell it to share it with Facebook and then, you know, then then dictate a post or type out a post and then do it that way. So there's one more than one way to skin the cat, as they say, with the computer. Let's not use that more expression anymore. I, I don't want to skin my cat.
1: I don't have a cat, but I don't want to skin <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't <laughs> like that expression either. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, do you do you have
2: or more than one way enough? to tie your shoe?
1: Put it that way. There you go. That's better. better. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Better. All right. So, back to vision for a minute. Do you have enough vision that you can confirm when you uh, post a photo to your Facebook page that
2: you've got it oriented correctly? Uh, unfortunately, no. You know, this. I'm glad you asked that because that will that uh, sidebars into you know the things that I've spoken to before on previous posts about being prepared. And, mm-hmm. and having good preparation and knowing right. what you want to post and you know whether you're going to an unfamiliar place or you're or you're going to be posting something on Facebook you, you need to prepare so you need to know what your photo is where it is what the file name is uh, right. whether or not it's upright or upside down um, which usually doesn't happen too often with the upside down upright thing um, and, and and you know and, and if if you you don't know these things for sure, and you're not confident. Then uh, you need to either have an error agent help you, or someone with vision, or just forget about it until you can get some help. Um, you, you know, you mentioned that's frustrating. Ira. Have, but
1: do you use Ira for some of these things?
2: I use Ira. Yes, I do, yeah. especially for Instagram or uh-huh. for. Um, times where I want to take a photograph and I know I might not get the get it right I will definitely right. ask an IRA agent to help me
1: now I'm going to show complete ignorance and you can all laugh at me later it won't hurt
2: my feelings too much
1: um I don't really know what Instagram is I know it's always mentioned in the litany with you know Facebook Twitter and Instagram but I don't really know what is it yeah. Instagram is a very visual um
3: very visual platform. Yeah. It's mostly for pictures, I
2: think. Pictures yeah. and video. Mm-hmm. Well, since Andy, picture and visited, video. How about you? Yeah. You can use it if you're visually impaired. Uh to get to other other people. It's a it's a great platform. I mean, if you get to somebody who has like a gazillion people and they follow you, their gazillion people will follow you. It's it's that, <laughs> that was my next not, question. You know.
1: What is um What's working best for you? Do you know, um, and I'm sure you do, in terms of followers? What kind of number of followers do you have on Facebook? Do you have on your blog? Do you have uh,
2: on Instagram? Well, in Instagram, it's really hard to tell because it's, it, it's not, the interface isn't screen reader friendly. So I hear okay. that they're improving that. Um, okay. We'll wait and see how that goes in the next couple of years um twitter twitter's easy twitter you can you can you know your your followers you know who you're following got a couple hundred people on twitter that follow me and i follow about about a hundred different feeds um i try to keep that at a minimum or you know you go crazy trying to follow all your twitter feeds and facebook Mm -hmm. i have close to a thousand facebook friends um that's fabulous and when i yeah, but then they don't all follow everything. Oh, but I didn't okay. do notice when I, you know, when I boost a post or, um, or I do something that um, that you know really has a good general umbrella, you know, of uh, interest. Um, I can get a couple hundred people. Um, so, I mean, it's not what people think it is. It's definitely a good tool, but it's not something you can you know you can hang your success hat on it's it's just it will help augment what you do um no matter what you do whether you whether you know you have a cause to promote whether you're a writer um or whether you want to you know find somebody to adopt your dog (laughs) it's just it's a way to reach out to the you know to other people you know who think the same way or might feel you know or will be looking for the same thing um and that's how i look at it i don't I don't expect it to do more than it can, you know? Right. Because if you you do, you'll be very disappointed. I don't
1: think that I realized you were on Twitter. I don't think you've got that in your signature that you put on email messages. So, where did that come? Was that probably the latest in the social media queue Um, when you added it?
2: I, I've been on Twitter for a long time. I just don't tweet very much. I do, mm-hmm. I do watch Twitter, but I don't tweet very much. So I watch a lot of feeds, um, but yeah. I don't really put out too much. Um, and, you know, a long time ago, one of I, I was listening to a professional promoter, you know, and they said, you have to choose one or the other. You cannot be immersed yeah. in both because it'll take up too much time.
1: I've heard others say that, too. Yeah,
2: so I prefer Facebook.
1: I actually joined Twitter four or five years ago. Never, and I I followed a bunch of folks, but they were primarily uh, favorite authors and and publishing sites. And um, I never sent a single tweet. And about six months ago, I started looking at that account. I had never looked at it. And I started looking and I'm still learning how to, navigate it but mm. I, I thought it was funny that i have followers like how could i have followers when i never sent a single <laughs> word <laughs> who are these people
2: <laughs> so, anyway. uh, t- twitter actually is is easier than facebook I, uh, you know yeah, plus there are all kinds of twitter um twitter apps you can use on your mobile phone or you can use the traditional native app uh on my computer i use easy chirp um and easy kind of it, all it does is is significantly uh take out all the extraneous stuff and and it just it just makes it um but now the twitter app itself is a lot better than it used to be so you know they're making progress a little bit at a time so easy
1: chirp is the name of easy chirp
0: yeah
1: Yeah. okay chirp.com I think what I have on my phone is Twitterific, but I've only looked at it on the computer and only originally. When I, I, anybody asked me to tell you how to do Twitter, um, so okay, so really exciting stuff lately. Um, you uh, you you've been posting that uh, you have a book that's being read by Audible and. Then, um, in Getting Ready for Tonight, I went to Bard and found the book that you have there. So, well, let's, let's take those one at a time. Since Bard, the Bard book, the Follow Your Dog, has been there longer, um, talk about that. Like, how did you go about getting that recorded by the Perkins Library?
2: Well, Follow Your Dog, um, since I'm an American Council of the Blind, Member, um, I just asked Kim Charlson, who's the Perkins Library director, <laughs> to help me. Okay,
0: <laughs> I oh, went right great. to the top. <laughs> Sweet. I didn't,
2: I, yeah. said, I said hi. Kim. You know, I sent her an email. You know, a nice, you know, you know, friendly email. I said this mm-hmm. is my book. Um, you know, could you help me? And I've known Kim for a long time. And she said, sure. Send it to this person. And um, yeah. she sent me the info. You know, sent me who to send it to for the Perkins Library. Um, and that was Nancy Gay. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Gay again, I think her last name is. And she was honest with me. She said it could take up to eight months, uh, right. to, you know, to, to to do it. It's it's in the queue. I said fine. Uh, about four months before it was going to come out, they called me um, and asked me how to pronounce this, how to pronounce that, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, and they That's asked me good who to hear. <laughs> yeah, they asked me who I wanted to read the book. What, what would I want? You know, the narrator to sound. Uh, you know, older, younger. What? You know, do you know what kind of accent? I said, well, I'm from New York. Um, I, you know, but I don't really have a heavy New York accent. I said that's fine if somebody is like, you know, you know, middle of the road. And I said I don't want to sound like an old lady. So <laughs> they picked somebody who was kind of like. 30 something and you know and I thought they picked yeah. a great person yeah I her name is Anna Maria start. Katana yeah and she did yeah. a great job and, and um,
1: she by yeah. the way is why I asked at the beginning how to pronounce your name because the truth is having heard your name pronounced by jaws low these many months I thought it was Chia Petta. but when she reads your book she says Chia so I thought
0: oh wait, yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, so yeah. I, I
0: wouldn't know that yeah. either because I read it when it first came out. I got it on Smashwords and had my Victor speak read to me, and it said Chiappetta so naturally. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we could all so correct either. it in our jaws, or we could just be lazy.
2: Oh, you can leave it. It's it's okay either way. But when I speak, you know, when I say hi, I'm man Chiappetta. That's what I say. Yeah. So
1: right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. And, um, um, so it took it took almost a year, about eight months. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I there's there you don't have any idea how many
2: people have downloaded that book, right? No, I don't. No, I mean, and I, I, I I I have no idea. I, I can yeah. tell you, I sold about twenty five hundred print books. Mm, um, okay. And um, I probably downloaded about I haven't checked lately about a hundred um Kindle, you know, like electronic. Smashwords. Mm-hmm. I didn't get very many. Um, probably only a handful. But uh, and and it trickles in, you know. Uh, right. Little by little.
1: So now, how many I know follow your dog and then upwelling the collection of poems. How many? What? How many books have you got? Go ahead and you know tell us.
2: I have. You. I have upwelling poems and. Uh uh-huh. That's the one that was. Uh, the, my first book in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, and it's now it's on audible.com, uh-huh. uh, then came follow your dog, a story of love and trust in 2017. And my third book just came out in March and it's called words of life poems and Essays." And, uh, both follow your dog and words of life will probably be, um, be up on Audible. Follow your dog by the end of the year, and Words of Life probably by early spring next year. Now,
1: talk to us about the um, the process. I know you told me some of this. You knew somebody who knew somebody, whatever. But t- tell us the the process <laughs> of getting your book
2: on Audible. How did that? Okay, so first, I, I, first I, I I guess I went to, I went about it backwards. I said, you know, okay, I'm going to find out <laughs> about this myself right so yeah, that's what i do and so i went to um acx which is the um uh audibles uh i guess platform for for uh people who want to record their stuff um onto audible and I, I read all the blah blah blahs and then gobbledygook basically um it said that if you if, if you, you can you can hire a a narrator or you can narrate it yourself um, but they're, basically, they said if you hire a professional narrator, um, you know, you can either hire privately or hire from our union pool, you know, because it's unionized. Uh, and, and, you know, it's going to cost 125 to $150 per finished hour. And that may or may not include the audio um, editing. So I said, oh, I don't think I'm going to do that. And yeah. I went back to square one. And um, you know DLD Books, um, uh, Lenore and David Dworkin. They sent sent out. They have a you know uh, um, a, subscri- a list to all their authors that they've done business with, and they sent mm-hmm. out a name of this person, uh, Lillian Eves, and and um, some some of her um, examples. You know, uh, like a little MP3. And uh, to be honest, I, the reading that I listened to. I thought to myself, well, I don't really like her very much, right? So I put it aside and I was trying to, you know, find someone else that might be able to read my books. And I thought about it, maybe I could do it myself. And then it became this huge, overwhelming, I don't know if I can. And then, and then another writer friend of mine, um, Linda Lambert, said, you know, try her, try her again, listen to her read some of my stuff. Because she was doing, she was, you know, recording her, her poetry as well at the same time that I was thinking about this so I gave Lillian a second chance and it just clicked I said what what was I thinking why didn't I like her
1: (laughs) maybe I listened
2: to the wrong thing I don't know (laughs)
1: well you know I think that that happens even with books you know sometimes I'll start a book that someone has recommended and I won't enjoy the book at all and then that happened with with educated which you know has been a bestseller this past year Mm-hmm. and and I waited a few months. A book club I was in was reading it, so, oh, I don't have to read that book. And I, I started, and I was in love with it, and I thought, well, what's wrong with me? So I think that just happens. You know, we we bring wherever we are to any kind of artistic experience to well, was do, it a I different think. reader the second time you started? No. No, oh, no. Okay. Same book. Same. It was yeah, it was the download from Bart. Mm-hmm. It was it was just uh. moi. It was just moi. You know, yeah. I just uh. I brought the wrong me mm. to the table. So <laughs> um, so now mm. did you have to pay this audible narrator yourself
2: or how did that work? Did that- yes, I, I went into what they call an exclusive contract. Uh, okay. Because my book was not recorded previously for um, for audio playback anywhere else, like for instance okay. in, in Bard. So you go right. into what they call an exclusive contract instead of a non-exclusive, which would mean it was recorded someplace else, and you're right. you're buying. You know, you're basically you know you're acknowledging that it had been recorded previously, but you know your rights are your rights, and you know you kind of not buy it back, but you. Um, you uh, establish your uh, your copyright with a, a non-exclusive and whatever. So anyway, so it's an exclusive contract. So um, I paid uh, the narrator her fee, you know, to record and finish, and help me um, upload it onto Audible because the Audible platform is not, not screen reader friendly. Oh, you had uh, to do
1: that yourself
2: she did it for me. I paid okay. her to do it, and I allowed okay. her access into my account because there okay. is no way without okay. usable vision that you can you can do that. It's just right. so confusing and uh, so I was like, I'm not going to frustrate myself. Um, right. and, let, and she knew what she was doing, so she she uploaded all the files, we, we got the cover art ready. We submitted everything to Audible. And within two weeks I heard from them we had to resubmit the cover because they said it was blurry. So we okay. had to resubmit but the audio files were accepted. And uh and that was that. And then I got a um, you know, notification says, Congratulations, your book is now for sale. Here are all oh. your promotional codes and thank you. <laughs> oh, that's great. That was that. So it so was,
1: has it sold any copies
2: yet? It has sold copies. Um, I have, I have a few copies that have, it sold. Um, unfortunately, um, I need, I need help with, you know, figuring out, um, everything on the website and it, it's pretty confusing for me. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm really disappointed, um, that the, the, the platform itself is just, it's just pretty, pretty bad, but I'm, oh, it is. I'll it is. probably, yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, I need help with that, but you know my my narrator said anytime I need help, you know, just let her know. she'll log in and tell me things, blah, blah blah. But it nice. also takes about two months for um, for the um, for the payments to come through, and uh-huh. they were also having problem with payments through Amazon for um royalty payments. They had some problems with the the back end of the site and 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 then not going through properly, but I've since then I've been getting yeah. paid so. Oh,
1: nice. Um, nice! Now, when you said um, earlier that you sold twenty-five hundred copies of of your books in print, that was collective, not just one title. Yeah. But, okay. Mm-hmm. So, how
0: that, typically well, yeah. are well, I mean, you Yeah. Well, no, selling... that was just
1: follow your dog. So. Okay. Just follow your dog. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. is that through Amazon or is that through your doing face-to-face? Um, Appearances,
2: or how? How primarily are you selling these books? Well, well, all of the above. Uh, <laughs> so it can be sold in print-on-demand um, um, through Kindle or any of the other ebook sellers. And I also do um, presentations. I will actually have one on in October. I'll be bringing uh-huh. um, twenty copies of each book for sale, um, and I'll be doing a reading. And hopefully, all those copies will go. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's that's inclusive of, you know, follow your dog in all, all the all the formats that I can push it. So 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 here's
1: are a couple of technicalities that only uh, you will only be asked before a group of blind writers because no one else would ever think of these things. But <laughs> um, this is two questions. Number one, I think I know the answer to number two, but I don't know the answer to number one. Number one, um, because you have RP, I'm assuming you're not a Braille user because losing sight later, most people don't become fluent Braille readers. So when you have to do a reading, what do you do? Do you memorize or do you listen and
2: repeat from a,
1: a recording? What? Do you, how do you handle that? Uh,
2: well, I, I do audible prompting for short works. Uh-huh. Uh, I usually cap the, um, the, the word a- under a thousand words. Uh-huh. Uh, and then anything I, I, you know, if I'm going to, if, if somebody requests me to read, you know, a 2,500 page, you know, word essay or, um, a tw- you know, a 20 page excerpt or something, I'm probably going to have someone else read it.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I'm going to probably hire somebody or, you know, offer to have somebody come with me and we're going to. Work on it together, and we're gonna, you know, they're gonna practice for me. And I'm, you know, I am not, um, I'm, and I would love to do it myself, but I know my limitations, and I know I, you know, I, I, you know, there's a workaround for that. But my poetry, I will always perform my poetry, I'll perform my short stuff, um, flash fiction, short, short essays, uh, and that's just, just because it's, so labor intensive for me um, that I, you know, that I really just, I'm I'm willing to say, okay, I I can find somebody that I trust to be able to read this for me and know they'll do it well. So.
1: And do you actively pursue, I I remember you posting to the list about getting your book in the, I think that's when I first wrote to you actually was about getting your book in a public library. Um, But do you actively pursue um, reading opportunities, discussion opportunities, and how do you do that?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, um, when you when you oh, well okay so there's there's <laughs> so long and a short of it. Okay, when you when you independently publish a book, your the process to get the book into the national library system and to have a, an actual LOC catalog number for it for the National Library to pick it up as a book is extremely archaic and discriminatory. Um, And I would like to see it improved uh, because I've I've had nothing but trouble and and, and head-banging frustration for all three of my books. They just, anyway, but that's a different story. That's something for legislative um, (laughs) experts to help with. Um, Okay, so, but in terms of the local library system, uh, I would definitely recommend to anybody to, to contact each and every local library in your area and um, ask them if there is a local author's um, uh, bookcase, you know, where they, they highlight local authors and then um, ask to speak to the, um, to the librarian in charge of, um, of you know, of, in charge of that, uh, the local author section. In the library, um, if you can offer to donate a copy of the book, uh, because that it'll get on the shelves faster. Uh, and then, you know, once you get the um, the okay and oh we love you and here's your book and it's on our shelves, then you ask for a readings um, and a book signing and. If you have to do that over and over and over at each library, if you live in a big regional area that's covered by a lot of different small local libraries, that's what you do. Um, I've been doing this for (laughs) three years. (laughs) And it's hit and miss. Some of the local libraries really like you and they want to support you. And some of them just give you like, yeah, okay, thanks a lot. See you later. Um, Some libraries are more um, accessible than others in terms of, you know, when they, when they want to schedule a reading or what, you know, what, what, I mean, I had a library stick me in a room in the basement. You know, yeah. how, come on.
0: Like you nobody's going to go
2: back. go back. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I've had other libraries that were so welcoming. They were like, here's our room. Here's the podium. Here's the microphone. <laughs> so.
1: Are you, are you it, still working as a therapist or have you retired from that?
2: No, I'm still working.
1: Okay, so how how much time, um, I I guess it comes to my mind, because I'm still working full-time and I'm thinking, these are time-intensive pursuits that you're talking about, posting to Facebook, posting to Twitter, contacting libraries, how much time do you think you're spending on that? I mean, are you doing some of it every day, several times a day?
2: uh all right social media i try to get on once a day like i said my blog i try to get on once or twice a month the the i try to stick in at least one presentation a month either on a podcast a call or an in-person uh not always successful but that's that's my goal and i do whenever i can whatever i can whenever i can my spare time uh, you know, I take the bus a lot. I always have postcards in my <laughs> in my purse. Mm. And we get on the get on a. Oh, by the way, did you know that I'm a writer? And here you go. Here's my postcard. <laughs> so What's, what's on your postcard?
1: No, that's that's great. What's what's on your?
2: Postcard? Uh, so I have I have I each postcard represents each book, um, and uh, so it's the it's the photograph of the cover, and then on the back is my name. Um, all my contact information, um, and the new book actually has a QR code on it. So if you hover your mobile phone over it, it'll pick up the QR code and take you right to my website. And it has my, all of my um, Facebook and Twitter and my blog and all that. And it has my my photograph, it has my portrait photograph in the corner. So it is absolutely essential to have that stuff with you at all times. You never know.
1: And did someone help you design these cards?
2: DLD Books, the um, the book preparers and editors that um, help me uh, do everything for uh-huh. you know to get my books, but they they're the ones that um, that help me set up the uh, the postcards and
1: oh, initially books? ordered That's the postcards. Part of what they do? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, and and they,
2: it- once once you get your account up on VistaPrint. You can um, you can do it yourself with Cited Health. I mean, once they have it up there and they right. have the postcard in your queue, you can reorder or you can reorder with them. They're you know. But I have it all on my own. And, so
1: and they manage your website as well. I think right is that is that part of what they do for oh, you?
2: They they uh, they offer an author's page uh-huh. um, for DLD books, uh, but I have my own author's website that okay. I do independently of that but has way more on it you know so okay
1: and is there someone who helps you with
2: the the visual aspects of that the yes i have a i have a webmaster um and um he helped me design it uh it's a wordpress site uh, he yeah. also helped design my blog and um so that's a, you know uh, yeah one of the things that you know
1: Right. Well, those are the kinds of things. Yeah, those are the kinds of things that people need to know. So, um, uh, so are you paying him, or is he a relative? (laughs) No, I
2: I, I do. I pay him Um, Uh when he does work. He charges me about sixty-five dollars an hour, Um, uh, and he you know he waits until I accrue enough time to charge me and he's you know uh,
1: yeah you know
2: I get what I pay for I get a professionally yeah. you know positive you know my website's great I mean totally yeah. accessible it it has yeah. it has it's all alt tagged and it has all the photographic content done and I'm proud of it I mean you know when somebody says what's your website and I said wow that's great I love it it's beautiful that's what I want yeah,
1: that's
2: fabulous. <laughs> I could never do that fabulous.
1: myself. No way. Okay, so, so um, when when we talked a week or two ago, um, I asked you if, if you wanted to send me something to read for you, and you didn't. So before we move on, I want to ask you, do you have something you want to read so that people can hear a sample of your work before we open it to other
2: questions? Sure. Um, I have... Uh... I have two things if I have time. One of them is fairly short. One of them is pretty long. Uh, not long, but, you know, under a couple hundred words. Hopefully, okay. um, I'd like to read both, if that's okay. Go for
1: it. Absolutely.
2: Go All ahead. right. So, this is called Moon. This is from Words of Life, Poems and Essays. Moon by Ann Chapeta. Colors of slumber, grass. Silver tips fold of shadows. Oh, let me start again, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Colors of slumber, grasp. Silver tipped folds of shadow. Pearl in velvet cup. Horizons reveal the flaming root of each day, turtle moon endures. Harvest moon contains earth, blood, fertility, and pain. Eclipse of my soul, the end. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Those are actually, those are three haiku together that I put together. Oh, oh, okay, Um, nice
1: yeah nice. but they
2: all matched <laughs> okay yeah. yeah okay uh okay. Yeah. The
1: other
2: one? yeah uh yes yeah. this is called the joining this is a personification essay that i did in a writing workshop uh so uh, you you might not know what i'm talking about until i get to the end but you, you'll figure it out <laughs> the joining by ann chapetta I am the bridge between two bodies crafted with leather and steel, new and stiff. I resist at first, then stretching, molding to the body and belly. I become soft and supple during the initial months, being exposed to rain, snow and heat. Sometimes a salty tear. Finds its way to me. I absorb it, not understanding the emotion, but tasting it. I become one with the wearer, feeling the challenge of new tasks and the thrill of a job well done. I am warmed by this being's body. At day's end, I radiate the warmth. My strap, soft and flexible to the touch. The time comes when I feel a new hand. The grip on my handle is awkward. I am influenced by curious sensations. Somehow it feels different. I feel the tension... The hesitance hold upon me and I try to convey the wearer's confidence to the hand, hoping for the best. The new grip is tight at first, then relaxes over time. The hand on me becomes exclusive. Unlike when I was new and many hands used me I become the transfer point, the silent yet powerful tool linking two beings, we flow into one another. Speaking without sound, I am the conduit, finally reaching the pinnacle I was meant to attain by connecting these two creatures one two-legged, and one with four feet. The end.
1: That's wonderful. I, I, I have to say, I had it in the first 10 words, leather and steel. I love
0: that. I think That's anyone lovely. who is the guide dog handler would pick it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so, okay, well, Anne, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Now, let's see if other people have questions. I've had an opportunity to ask so many, and i appreciate that. So, um,
0: what else
1: have you all got?
0: And this is Abby. Um, do you feel comfortable telling us how much you actually paid altogether for the narration of your book on Audible? Sure. Uh, it was actually, she, she quoted me,
2: uh, $100 per finished hour and it took less than an hour to oh read
0: uh Upwelling. Oh, okay. Good sort of a Yeah. Oh, wow. is, yeah, Upwelling is only yeah. 23 poems. Wow. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, and and I will just add to that something that this is, you know, a little bit tacky to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, if 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 you have any interest in in making any money from your work and I think most normal human beings do, um, because it's it's sort of a confirmation, affirmation that, yes, indeed, your work has value. Going to Audible first before BARD makes a lot more sense, because um, my books were never put on BARD because they were um, published by AFB Press, and they were really, really exclusive and proprietary and stingy. So they wouldn't let NLS produce, but someone put them on Bookshare. And I remember when I saw that a couple of my books were on Bookshare, I thought, well, that's great. Now those blind people aren't going to pay for it because they can get it for free. So um, while on one hand, you know, we all want as many readers as possible to read our work, I think probably the right approach would be what you're doing with, with this book, Annie, is to go audible first. Now approach Bard because Bard might well get that audible. Right copy and then those people who
2: can't afford it can get it from bard but yeah, that's um, a good point. and that yes that's how i'm going to do words of life i'm going to do words of life through audible first and yeah. then if bard wants to pick it up it'll already they can ask me for rights and i can say sure uh, right
1: exactly you know or yeah. they
2: can record it themselves either way it would be fine i mean it's right at least i would have that that author's first option so yeah
1: yeah Okay, so, okay,
3: other questions? Well, I was gonna make a couple of comments real quick. Deborah, that's one reason why I haven't put my books on Bookshare yet because I know a lot of people won't pay for them if I do put it up there. Right. And another thing, um, as far as Twitter, if anybody wants to connect with writers on Twitter, there's a hashtag that it's hashtag writing community, all one word. I need a capital W for writing and capital C for community and put the number sign before writing. And I'm telling you, you will connect with authors, aspiring authors, and you'll get a lot more followers too that will actually connect with
1: you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. if I wanted to download...
3: If you wanted to download a client for your PC, the one I recommend is
1: TW Blue. Blue is in B L U E, the color. Yes. Yes. Okay. I like it better than okay. EasyChirp.
2: Yeah. i would be willing to try it. I mean,
3: <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I go all over the place. I don't like the way EasyChirp does the quoted tweet. You have to actually edit the tweet. Where TW Blue, you just add your quote, your
1: comment. Onto the retweet that you're doing. Oh. oh I think, all right. I, I need a tutor. I need a Twitter tutor.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Honestly, Deborah, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, they have a list of hotkeys um, in mm-hmm. the menus. Yeah, so it was pretty easy to, once I started using it,
1: it was pretty easy to navigate. Yeah, I all the only Twitter stuff that I do is there's a couple of authors. That back when I signed up, I I followed them: Ella Burke Michael Connolly, uh, Jody Pico, and Stephen Cusisto, who's who's a blind writer who's very wonderful. Anyway, so when I get notifications in my email that one of those people has tweeted, then I click on that sometimes, one time out of ten. I mean, mostly I don't because I don't take time, but I click on that, and then I find it really difficult. Like, I had to wander all around the page, and I keep pressing H for headings, and they're usually not under a heading, and, you know, finding so I'm assuming from what you, you all are saying are quicker, quicker ways to do that.
3: This is why yeah. if you're going to do notifications, use them on your iPhone. Trust me. Use it. I would use the Twitter app because tr- you have to pay for Twitterific, and the Twitter app to me is actually—it's the official Twitter app—is actually easier to use.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and on the computer, I'll try TW Blue. Um, you know. Yeah, I but think it like it it it
1: Thank you. So you're talking on the computer or on on the phone? I guess you mean with the Twitter app. Uh-huh. The, the Twitter app I was talking about on the phone, Deborah, but
3: TW okay. Blue is on the computer. But for notifications, exactly. you're want the Twitter app on your phone. Okay. And you can go and, like, follow people back, or you can activate it and respond and see what they tweeted. Right on, you can activate it from the lock screen. If somebody follows you, you can look at their bio and then follow them back right on the lock screen. I love the regular Twitter app. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So, Annie, uh-huh. the items that you put at the bottom of your the signature of your emails. When did you start doing that, and how did you know, how did that evolve? I mean, did you
2: did somebody? Coach oh, oh wow! Um, do that? Well, I've always had signatures. Uh, you know, I used to have just a quote, you know, from a writer or whatever. And then once uh-huh. I started. Um, Once I started, uh, developing, you know, my blog, I had my blog on there and then I just added, you know, like once I got my website, I got my website up there and, and, uh, you know, and it evolves into different things. Um, I'm actually, um, I actually did a, a branding exercise over last weekend Oh, to get a, I was a new going brand to ask for my you website. about,
1: yeah, 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 talk. yeah, talk, I'm sorry, but I didn't, I didn't make notes because I thought I was so sure I knew what I wanted to ask you, but I meant to ask about the branding. Yeah, go ahead and talk about
2: that. Oh, okay, uh, so <laughs> believe it or not, um, I, I got this, this, this chance to apply for this thing called The Author Show, and it's a professionally recorded interview with you. Um, and, and, but it, it, it asks some really tough branding questions in their, in, in their initial, inter, you know, uh, email exchange with you, um, before they even decide whether or not they, they want you as an author on their professionally, you know, done interview and whatever, um, it asks all these questions. And one of the questions was, what's your one line branding statement? And I realized I don't have one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, whoops, I don't have to. so I went to you know, I went to Google and I um and I Googled around and I did some my my research and I researched, you know, one line branding statements for authors and writers and artists and blah blah blah. And I and I put myself out there and I and thank God the, all the writers groups you know, email groups helped me, you know, whittle down, you know, the you know, all the possibilities and you know, my friend Peter was like that's too generic. You can do better. And I'm like, thanks, Peter. All right. Crack your whip for me anyway. So anyway, but he was right. Um, and and a lot of the other people that replied to me were, 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 you know, pushed me on. And so the result of the branding statement is I have my one liner, which will go up very soon on my website, but it's already on my Facebook profile. It's called, um, Making meaningful connections with others through writing, and so that is going to be, um, you know, what I'm going to have, you know, on my postcards when new ones come out, what I'm going to have on my website and all that. Um, and the other version is the long version, like a mission statement. Um, so that says, Anchiapeta, author and poet delivers the depth and meaning of emotions through her poetry and creative nonfiction. While Anne happens to be blind, she is insightful and draws on all the senses to highlight what it means to be human. So that's what I came up with. (laughs) I like the short one I'm not doing another version.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah so
0: that's
2: I think I voted on that
3: short one too Annie huh I think I voted on that short one you did yeah because it was Thank like you. The one that I, you, yeah cause it was like the second one that you yeah. put up there that I, I liked better
2: yeah yeah no I, everybody I mean I, there were like 10 people that had a hand in making it better and that's what I love about writers groups you can't do it yeah. alone you, know, you can't You can't live in this writing bubble and you have to put your stuff out there and take a chance and, you know, and get, you know, and, and invite help and
0: creativity. And it's just, well, it's just yeah, I remember it's just, one of the first times that we talked about your book. You asked me if I would write a review of it and you sent me a Word um, document to read um, so that I could write a re- review for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. And that was that was. I mean, if it if it you
2: know, however, we need to help each other. We do so.
0: That's very yeah. Yeah. well. That That's one came cool. came in because um, I was putting together a pa- a, pu- a package for a publisher using their guidelines, and one of the things that he asked for was who could they contact to review my book that was not a family member or a friend. And so I'm going, that's the trouble, um, (laughs) people, I would be able to suggest I at least have a casual friendship relationship with, you know, not a lot of people see my stuff that are people I don't know. Um, occasionally somebody will find me on Facebook and said, Oh, I love your poem, this or that, you know, but it's not, I'm really bad at, at self-promotion. I, I, you know, I, I have no trouble producing, but it stays on my computer because I don't know what mm-hmm. to do with it. And I don't take rejection well in that I get discouraged easily. Mm. Um, so if someone rejects it, it goes back into my working on this file. And it stays there for years, and I'll go back every now and then and do some revisions. And that's um, what happened with a story that I wrote about, based on on a an actual experience in college. the The person I sent it to 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 look at, she said, "I love the story, but I don't like the way the professor comes across." And I thought, well, okay, what's wrong with the professor? And she, she says, it just doesn't ring true. And I'm like, okay. So I put it away, and I thought, I'll go back and read it again at some point. So I just ran it through my small writing group that um, we could take each other's work once once a month. And, you know, I sent the story out, and I said that this is one that's been here for a while. Any suggestions? And they didn't have any problem with the professor at all. They had some other questions and a suggestion on rearranging a couple of the parts of it. So I just finished rewriting it and now I'm sitting there going, huh, now what do I do with it? (laughs) Well, that's, that's something we
1: talked about here in this group a few months ago is that you have to get feedback from more than one person. So Annie, we're running out of time, but I have one more question for you that doesn't have so much to do with writing, but it has to do with, um, you know, the whole thing, social acceptance and all that jazz. So you wrote this book about getting your guide dog and about dogs in general, and you included all the guide dog schools at the end. I'm wondering what, how, what kind of, or have you had any feedback from Guiding Eyes okay. and or any other school regarding your book, your book?
2: Great question. Well, Guiding Eyes has been extremely um supportive they've hosted good. a number of book signings for me um, they uh-huh. probably will you know i pulled away a little bit you know i got to give some space in between the signings but i'll probably do another one in the fall uh they love they love to help you know if you're a local you know i'm yeah. a local author and you know they, they're great i mean you know let's face it you know it's good promotion for them too sure. but they really do care i mean right anyway so but yeah. i haven't really gotten um, Guide dogs for the blind. Actually, um, they said you know it's a great book. You know, but that was but nothing from, um, Occupaws asked for copies. Uh, oh. Give their puppy raisers and and, and their their uh, what you call a, uh, assistant um, you know their their staff. Uh, uh-huh. You know um, nice. who else? Um, um, another co- another place called needs um, that, uh, up in, um, Massachusetts, they asked for copies, they paid for copies. Um, so, but none of the other guide dog schools really paid much. attention. <laughs> and I sent out for both, you know, I sent out a, you know, stuff and whatever, and, you know,
1: I, I commend you on including the list of schools at the end. Some of which, I mean, you know, I've been around this guide dog thing for more years than mo- many of us have been alive, I think. And, um, there were a couple of schools in there that I hadn't even heard of, or had only heard of very rarely. So it was a very um, complete list, I think. And I, I think you know you have some really innate marketing skills, which um, I I admire deeply because I have mm-hmm. I have a I have a successful writing career behind me, but I have zero self promotional. Skills, and I just really admire that, and I think including that list was was a stroke of genius because if you hadn't it would have only been of interest to one school, but because you included yeah. all the schools it 's like you're saying these are all good, you know, and you even yeah. I noticed a couple of times when you should could have mentioned the name of the school you didn't you just said the school yeah <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought that was yeah. very. Clever. That was. Really I'm glad you picked that
2: up, Deborah, because it's true. All schools are good schools, it, you know. And it's not about Guiding Eyes. It's about me, my experience with my dog.
0: It right. could have been from
2: Guiding Eyes. It could have been from Guide Dogs to the Blind and Seeing Eye. But it was about me and my right. experience with my with my dog. And right. And that's if you the hadn't important part.
1: Included. If you hadn't done it that way and included that list at the end you would not have heard from any other school. So I think it's, it's really, it's really excellent. Yeah. So um, we are uh, a tad over time. So um, I just want to say, first of all, thank you and you're wonderful and um, give you a chance to um, give your anything that you might've said that I didn't ask you about and uh, give your contact information for anyone who wants to contact you after the fact.
2: My information is, uh, my email address is anniecms64 at gmail.com. It is spelled A-N-N-I-E, C for Charlie, M for Mike, S for Sam, the number six, the number four at gmail.com or on the web at www.annchepetta.com and Ann Chepetta is A-N-N-C-H-I-A-P-P-E-T-T-A and you can follow my blog at thought-wheel.com and I would love to hear from anyone. I am love to, you know, just love to correspond with people. So thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone else, um, thank you for being here and if you have ideas or requests for future meetings send me an email either through the writer's retreat list or at kendrick k-e-n-d-r-i-c-k dot deborah d-e-b-o-r-a-h at gmail.com and um with that have a lovely remainder of your saturday evening thank you debbie thank
3: you Deborah. Deborah. thank you you, everybody for coming
2: thank you thanks a lot deborah all right good night everybody good night Good night. Good night.